Can we ever really know someone else's story? Well, I've lived with my mom and my dad my whole life, but I still continue to ask questions about their early childhood that I don't know the answers to. Everyone sees things differently depending on their perspective. If you're not the person living the story, then no. You will never be able to understand it to the fullest extent, even if it has been fully explained, because there will always be some sort of misunderstanding. The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald is another great example of why we can never really know someone else's story. At age 17, James Gatz desired a higher social status and wealth. To pursue his dream, James Gatz changed his name to J. Gatsby. J. Gatsby finally takes on a whole new persona who finally obtained his goal in life. However, just when he thought he would be pleased, he found a new desire in his life, his love for Daisy. Nick, another character in the novel, sees Jay Gatsby to have the quote-unquote perfect life. Nick fantasizes Gatsby's smile and says, It was one of those rare smiles with a quality of eternal reassurance in it that you may come across four or five times in life. However, Nick is unaware that Gatsby is not truly happy. Money doesn't buy happiness, just like it didn't buy Daisy's love for Gatsby. On another note, Nick misunderstands Gatsby's true intentions and thinks Gatsby wants a friendship with Nick. But really, Gatsby develops a disingenuous relationship to gain a closer connection to Daisy. There was a side of Gatsby's story that Nick never comprehended. Nick was oblivious to Gatsby's true intentions. He never knew his full, true, authentic story because he never lived his life and continued to have an outside perspective that everything was quote-unquote perfect. In Sonny's Blues, the narrator seems to have a lot of trouble understanding his brother, Sonny, and why he made such poor choices. But in fact, the narrator didn't understand what Sonny was really going through. Sonny had some tough roadblocks in his life and felt that he no longer had a purpose. Sonny felt alone, so he turned to drugs as a way of coping with this. Sonny was then sent to jail for some time, but after he was released, he finally reunited with the narrator. The narrator still has trouble understanding how Sonny could have been at such a low point in his life where he felt that drugs were the only option. Finally, Sonny performs his beloved blues for the narrator. As Sonny plays his blues, the narrator feels touched by the pieces and starts to put himself into Sonny's shoes. The narrator realizes the amount of effort and passion Sonny puts into his piano playing and says, I had never thought of how awful the relationship must be between the musician and his instrument. He is to fill it, this instrument, with a breath of life, his own. The song portrays such a strong voice that the narrator can somewhat understand Sonny's previous life. Keyword, somewhat. I say somewhat because even though the narrator might think he finally understands Sonny's purpose, he will never understand it to Sonny's extent. He will never go through the same exact feeling Sonny felt at his lowest point in life. He will never deal with what Sonny dealt with. And although they may be brothers, they were clearly in different positions which had a profound impact on how they went along in both of their lifestyles. Even if two relatives both go through hardships in their life, they won't ever actually feel the same as the other, and may end up misunderstanding each other. 
The assignment that made the biggest impression upon me was a real-life interview with not only a veteran, but a former Navy SEAL, Jamie Wall. There are 8 billion people on this planet. Of that, there are only 2,000 Navy SEALs, the most fierce and skilled warriors on the planet. In the current world we live in, I've noticed that many people in our generation talk down on the military and it's disturbing and wrong. Mr. Wall noticed the same. Um, I don't know. People that are down on the military and they don't understand the work it takes, especially in some of the elite units. If this is upsetting to me, I cannot imagine how much more upsetting it is for a veteran like Mr. Wall who risked and nearly sacrificed his life to preserve and protect our democracy. All people misunderstand the amount of effort it takes to be a veteran, and just listening to Jamie speak on his experience awoke me to this. Jamie was a hard-working Navy SEAL who experienced events that I will never experience, nor can I imagine. Mr. Wall's story was riveting. I never realized how much a person could endure. Of course, we were always taught that veterans go through a lot, but many people never get to hear their side of the story, much less from a Navy SEAL. As Mr. Wall described Bud's training and the entire process, I was shocked on what he had to go through just to become a Navy SEAL. But what really struck me was Mr. Wall's most scary experience. Probably we were flying President Karzai. I think it was Gardez or Grozny. I'm getting all confused at this point. I think it was Gardez. And we were on, I don't know, Chinook helicopters or the big ones with the tandem rotors on top. Anyway, so we were flying in there, and all of a sudden, the, the pilots started going into evasive maneuvers. And what, what we thought, I thought they, we were going down because of engine trouble. And the, the thing tipped over, and they said the rotors almost hit the ground. And he was able to recover, where it turned out they shot a couple RPGs at the helicopter. Yeah, that was probably one of the scarier moments because I really didn't want to end up in a ball of fire. When Mr. Wall told me this, it really made me realize how much he went through to serve our country. With Jamie, I didn't and still cannot comprehend what kind of killer mentality it takes to insert yourself in the most violent, dangerous situations against people who want to kill Americans. I mean, for lack of a better word, we're here to break shit and kill shit. And although he told me his story, I will never be able to fully understand it because I will never be in that same exact position that he was in. Jamie described a song called Paint the Town Beige that reminded him of his experience. The way he described it really put an image in my mind. So uh, we were in the Persian Gulf and we were on a destroyer just doing mission planning and stuff like that. And I went up to the top deck of the ship and just laid on my back and looked up at the stars. And I think uh, Robert Earl Keen, I think it was Paint the Town Beige. And that's what I was listening to. And I just remember very peaceful looking up at the stars just with my headphones in at like midnight. Don't act my age like those old desperados who paint the town beige.
Mr. Wall's description gave me a better understanding of a brief and fleeting moment of temporary peace and solitude. Part of the issue with people's judgment on veterans like Jamie is because of the misunderstandings they undergo. And the same people that are negative are oblivious of a true veteran's story. In Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, Marvin is quite literally asking himself, what's going on? Marvin had the desire to explore equality in America and how it affects everyone differently. Marvin was an African-American himself. And obviously, there was still a good amount of inequality at the time he made his hit album that many people could not relate to. Marvin sings, Everybody thinks we live Marvin is referring to the misjudgment at the time that African Americans had to go through. Many people still judged African Americans only on race, yet those same people will never walk in their shoes. They clearly misunderstood the hardships the minorities underwent and how privileged they really were. Even Marvin himself seemed to go through some misunderstandings. Marvin misunderstood how people could not settle at peace and why some conflicts were continuing to arise in our country. Marvin asked, what's going on? Because this is something he just can't seem to understand. I mean, who can blame him? After all, our country can be pretty confusing with its controversies, even today. He then sings, Because of the misunderstandings that people continued to have throughout the time, Marvin wanted to find a way for those same people to better understand what he himself, along with many others, really go through on a day-to-day -day basis. Of course, verbalizing your story is one way, but it will never reach the extent of actually living it. Unless you are fully immersed in his world as he's living it, feeling it, seeing it, breathing it, then it's impossible to experience the level of detail, sight, sound, colors, emotions he felt. Just like Marvin Gaye's song, What's Going On? What is going on in the current world we live in? How can we bring awareness to certain controversies? Telling one story is definitely a good approach, but it's clearly not good enough because like I mentioned earlier, not one person can ever really understand someone else's story. You can see 